Hey everybody, and welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, three doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and science of the stuff that we're putting on our feet. Today on the docket is the Skechers Go Run Speed Elite. Hyper. And other shoes. These are just all those other racing shoes that Skechers has put out. We might be comparing them a little bit today. But uh, we're going to dig into the Speed Elite. Uh, so let's start off with some specs, David. You you got those for us? Yeah. So it's a little bit different between uh, running warehouse and Skechers performance on their measurements, but nonetheless, they're still measurements. So per running warehouse, we've got a 68 millimeter heel drop uh, down to 24, 28 to 24, and then Skechers performance reports, I believe, 23 to 19 millimeter drop. So it'll be a four millimeter drop. And six ounces, men's size nine. And to my understanding, I believe we're going to have a little bit of a live weigh-in, right? Yeah. Because yeah. right. one, one of them said six ounces. What would the other one say? Uh, 5.7. Running warehouse is 5.7. So I've got my scale right here hanging out. I'm, I'm a men's size nine. So that's they, what I got. Sample size among us. So his, his word is rule. 5.8 ounces. We're looking at 5.8. Good job, Skechers. Saucy. And clearly my AccuWeight scale is the most accurate thing out there. So <laughs> it's the gold standard, uh, you know, measurement tool. But anyway, yeah. um, so there we go. Got some specs. I think some other things, you know, you have some hyperverse foam mm -hmm. uh, through the heel. You have uh, a carbon-infused nylon plate, correct? That's mm -hmm. running from it to forefoot. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the design of that plate later. I don't think they specified if it's nylon or not. Just carbon infused and then the magic sauce. Magic sauce plate. And then uh, you have this mono mesh type upper that, that you've seen across all of their, their uh, racing line. Uh, the Speed 6 and the Horizon Vanish uh, kind of spanned all three of those. That's what we got a little bit of specs, but let's let's just start off with some fan questions again. Sound good, you guys? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Again, interesting fact about this: that it's a it's a it's not a full carbon fiber plate. It mostly starts in the midfoot. And it's a winglet plate, meaning the full thing isn't. It's not fully across. It's got a, like an almost like an H shape, where it's kind of crossed here. Yeah like that and that propels you forward but it's pretty thick and it, it that you can definitely feel it move yeah you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. So uh, fan questions. Question number one is not a question. Uh, but a statement from Tom Run, and he commented, quote, I've given up on waiting for a size 13 in these. So I actually reached out to our contact at Skechers, and I'm just going to read you what, what they sent back to us. Um, they just said, we don't have an update to share on additional sizes right now. There aren't any immediate plans to add half sizes or size 13. 
but size range could possibly expand in the future or in future editions of the shoe. So Tom, you're probably in a good boat to give up. <laughs> That's kind of my takeaway. Uh, but if we, you know, Tom, if we hear something coming down the line, we'll reach out to you, give you a little heads up. But I just thought it was worth sharing, you know, for those of you who are considering waiting for, uh, you know, half sizes or size 13, there aren't plans right now. So if you need to get a racing shoe and you don't want to, you want to make sure you get your exact size, might have to look somewhere else. But I do think that means we should talk about sizing right now. Um, and we should compare it, you know, the sizing this year in different Skechers shoes has varied quite a bit. And so let's talk about sizing kind of, we have a, I think we have a good sample here because I had my true to size, Matt, you had your true to size, but David, you had to go up a half size. So, um, Matt, why don't you start? Why don't you talk about sizing a little bit? And then David, you can give your input on going a half size up. So just as a clarification, know that I, I am involved a little bit with Skechers, just clarification. I did have some role in helping. This is one of my babies. So I had some role in this shoe. Um, this shoe fits, fits me perfectly. Um, the heel counter, it, there's nothing there. So it's perfect, but the lockdown is still good. Um, I have run both marathons in this shoe unprepared and I did not have any chafing issues. I've not had any black toenails. I, even after a marathon, just a little bit of redness, but nothing major. So this in size 10, this fits me perfectly. It's not too long. It's not too snug. I've got, it's just right. Yeah. So for me being a half size, uh, I would say the shoe fits true to size. Uh, it is a little big on me, but it, it's still doable. So Where if you're a nine and a half going up to a 10, the main thing is kind of like that lockdown. Uh, the tongue itself isn't very reinforced or padded. I mean, it's a racing shoe, so it's really, really light. But because you have a little bit more volume up top, you kind of have to lace it down a little tighter. And I found that if I went to the final eyelet, that actually went against my favor. I got a little bit of chafing when I locked down on the dorsum of my ankle there, like on the very top of the ankle joint. But if I didn't do that and laced it down tight, no problems. I was more worried about having heel slippage, but when I went down, I didn't have heel slippage. So that was still good. That's good. But it did feel, it felt a little roomy, but not bad, not bad at all. Like it just feels light too. I think just by the way the shoe is, that yeah. you have like that light heel that where you raise and fall off that toe spring. So it does, it's not like it's slipping. It just feels very light and airy. Uh, so the, the most of the roominess you'd say was through the midfoot? Not even the midfoot, just the dorsum part of it. So like just like the, the sheer volume so of... High, high volume. It goes high, yeah. So you have to pull it down. But uh, honestly, the length wasn't too bad. I thought the length was okay. I mean, it was a little long, but it wasn't horrible. And the width is still like like a normal racing flat, maybe a little wider than a normal racing flat. So it, there's no problems there. It's definitely, it's definitely on the snugger side, but there is enough room for most people. And again, it, it did accommodate swelling for me in the marathon. So yeah, I think even a half size, for those that need a half size, go a half size up, you should probably be fine, honestly. Yeah. Just That's all. For me too, I feel fit totally true to size. I mean, it's a, it's a lockdown mm -hmm. fit, which 
um, you know, I'm a, I'm a newer racer. You know, I've been a runner for a number of years, but really putting in and trying to gut out some longer efforts with for speed is new for me. And so this was actually like one of my first longer races in a racing flat. I normally would wear like a lighter trainer to do my longer races. So um, I found that the, the, the fit is snug, but like Matt said, I had total uh, room for my toes to splay and swell. Um, I, I ran a half marathon in these and um, yeah, the, the fit was, fit was phenomenal. So I, I love to true to size, but I could see it working half size up yeah. for those who have to probably wouldn't go half size down um, for kind of a comp sizing thing. I had to go half size up for the speed six. Um, when I put on my, my size for the speed six and I have, I have a D with foot, uh, very normal with foot, but when I had to put on the speed six in my normal size, my, my foot went numb. <laughs> so it was way too locked down. So half size up works for me there. And I would say the, the fit between a half size up of the speed six and my true to size for speed elite were pretty similar. Um, so that's kind of, and then I, I bet less people are running the horizon vanish, but sizing was relatively similar. This was probably a little bit more roomy than the speed elite, but yeah, definitely more than vanish. Yeah. Yeah. What would you guys have like favorite and least favorite thing about the upper? What do you think? My favorite thing was the breathability um, and kind of the is, – is a cool upper and that it, it didn't cool. – for me, even though the ting isn't reinforced, it didn't slide around. So it just felt locked in. I, this is also the first shoe that I, I raced in that didn't have any sort of heel counter. And I thought my, my heel would move around, but it just didn't. It was locked in. So the breathability that it gave me and um, that locked in – feel was phenomenal so that was my favorite thing least favorite i i found these mono mesh uppers just a bit uncomfortable the first couple runs i think that they kind of crease and dig in a little bit but they loosen up but i would say that's my least favorite thing yeah i'd probably say i'll start with my least favorite because i've had not a problem but a little bit of irritation in all of the sketches performance shoes i think uh is just that really involved toe guard up front so taking like hard turns or if you're going into a decline of some kind, I, I do kind of butt up against it a little bit. And even in my speed elite, or not my speed elite, my speed six, I've had some irritation, not necessarily bleeding when I did the half, but like just like some chafing and rubbing up. And it was prominent even in the Horizon Vanish too when I was in a 5K. So, I mean, that's going into the other shoes, but just, just kind of thinning out that toe guard a little bit. The mono mesh upper is reinforced very well and holds its shape very well. And there's a reason why it can get away with not having a counter for that reason. Uh, so I think the toe guard might be a little excessive. That's probably my least favorite. But I think my favorite is actually how lightweight it is and how breathable it is, like you said. Because it really does keep the weight like way down. Like if you look at like the Skechers XCR, which I should have grabbed, but <laughs> um, like you get a shoe down to freaking four ounces as a cross country shoe, even lighter, I think on the XCS, just shy of four ounces or a little under. That's insane. Yeah. So it really keeps the weight down. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Totally agree on on this part being not my most favorite. I've never had a problem with it. I just felt a little bit of pressure there in terms of that toe reinforcement. So that may not need to be as 
thick as it is, but the whole upper to me is awesome because it's so light and provides such a good lockdown. My favorite part, yep. and you've probably heard me complain about heel counters in my reviews because I have sensitive uh, Achilles insertions, the fact that there was no heel counter in this was my favorite thing ever. Um, time when I've gone through longer runs or races and I'm wearing a stiff heel counter, it will bother my Achilles and I'll have some pain for a little bit. But again, I've never had an issue with, I love this and I love that, that they still made this so light and gave it enough structure that you didn't need a heel counter. And I've never had any slippage issues. Um, so that's one of my favorite parts. I bet this is awesome. I did this. Yeah. Awesome. Ready for the next fan question? Yes. Okay. All right. Next question comes from Shane Goslin, and he was asking, will the foam last longer than the Razor 3s, which compressed at 150 miles for me? And he did send us a couple kind of a little bit of information about him as a runner. Um, I won't share like his height and weight and stuff, <laughs> but uh, he is, he does have a wider foot, high arches, um, and he is a midfoot striker, if I remember right. Yep, solid midfoot striker, wide foot, high arch. So thoughts on compression of the foam um, between this and, and the Razor 3. What do you guys think? Uh, I have not fully tested my Razor 3, so I'm bowing out of this question. I don't want to <laughs> speak where I, I don't. Think, I've I got a little over 40 miles on these guys, and I think maybe 25 on these. Uh. I'd probably say they – I think the Speed Elite might actually hold out a little better, to be honest, as far as the – I don't know if the durometer is any different or anything, but the, the hyperburst and then the plate, I think, kind of saves it a little bit with that hard toe spring. So you're not having to push off of that foam as hard. Uh, with the Razor, I found that even though I could run crazy fast in the shoe, it's almost all you – up here so you're almost having to dig and press and you're like landing and like really trying to use that foam to press whereas the speed elite makes it much easier on you with that kind of rockered sole and that toe spring and that carbon fiber plate so mm -hmm. in some weird ways i think the racing flat might actually hold that a little better with the foam i don't know like I totally echo david by the way so this is one of my pairs of speed elites um and they have 80 miles on them, and I still did a time trial in them the other day, and it was fine. Um, I think the combination of there's a little bit of EVA reinforcement along here, uh, combined with the winglet plate, really helps stabilize the um, the hypersole. And it looks like this was a new addition that I, I didn't kind of expect in the, the final version. Is that it looks like there's almost two different densities of hyper between that. I feel like that. Even the heel, right, which the winglet plate doesn't really extend back there, I feel like this has lasted far better for me than, than the razor. And I don't have my, my razors anymore because I destroyed them a long time ago. Um, but I, I totally agree that the, the Speed Elite definitely, because of the additional reinforcements, it will last a lot longer, right? I've got 80 miles on these, and I'm still churning out 5Ks and stuff like that in them. So, well, time trials, not real because we can. But, um, yeah, and they're still doing fine, and I love them. But I'm biased. Especially for Shane, being a midfoot striker, you yeah, know, the heel in essence relatively similar. What's the stack of the What's the stack of the razor? The razor, we're looking at twenty four in the heel, twenty in the forefoot. Cool. So there, there's in theory more. Well, it depends on which measurement you're taking. But if you're going 
running warehouse to running warehouse measurements, there's four more millimeters of stack in the Speed Elite than there is in the Razor. Right. So you have more first under your foot. So that too is another yeah. factor. There we go. So, great. Yep. Thanks for the question, Shane. All right, and we have one more fan question today, and it was from Brian Allen, and he was asking, am I too old to wear them? He was 22 years old, this guy. No, Are I'm just kidding. Serious? I don't remember who he was. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I, think he was in his, I think he was in his 50s. I, we'd have to look. But I, <laughs> I just I have I think a he's in his 50s. name who would get very upset because this guy is in his 80s and still runs marathons in like the uh, Reebok, the, the Runfast Pro, so, uh, which is like sub four ounce racing flat, um, if I remember correctly, the specs on that. So, yeah, I think he would be fine. It really just depends, again, on what his experience with shoes are. I think age isn't the factor because, again, even if you do, if you're older and you start losing some of the mobility in your toes, this has a carbon fiber plate, winglet plate, and toe spring. It's going to roll you forward naturally. You don't even need great toe extension when you have something like this. So that's not a problem. Uh, there is plenty of cushioning, right? It's not like one. It's not one of those like bare bones racing flats that we used to have. Um, there's still plenty there. It just depends on whether you can handle um, the aggressiveness in the plate. And yeah, so the answer is no. There's no such thing as too old. Um, yeah. Your head immediately as a thought virus. Get that out of there. I think I I think I feel his question though. And I when I got these shoes, um, I kind of I referenced this earlier. Just my this is I'm new to the race like true yeah. racing scene like to really get down. And I am far 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 from an elite racer. So I was really curious to be testing these and to figure out can a shoe like this work for kind of the average locally competitive runner that's kind of where i would put myself locally competitive especially since i live in rural wisconsin so um i i was incredibly surprised at the versatility of this shoe too um in that i you know i did some i did workouts in this so i was bringing it down for me a workout would be getting it down to like 545 530 pace for very short periods of time but then i wanted to break the hour and a half marathon, uh, half marathon. And, um, <clears throat> and I chose to try to do that in these and they felt great at a 640, whatever, 643 or 648 pace that I ended up finishing in. So, um, <clears throat> and in combination with that, I also did a lot of training at like a 730 pace in these. And I didn't feel like the shoe was too aggressive. I felt like the amount of Hyperburst um, in the heel was a lot to be able to cushion my landing. I'm a heel striker, and the plate wasn't too aggressive. It just felt like a good roll, um, and it wanted you to to go a little bit quicker. But I didn't need to be getting down to sub six to make it comfortable. I could be at my half marathon, even marathon pace, or that would be like a seven thirty, um, and I would be comfortable in the shoe. And I was surprised at that, and pleased, and pleased, like I, you know. I think that's one of the things that people love about the um, vapor flies is that people running at tons of different paces are having success running comfortably in them. And I found that that was the case for this shoe for me, which was good. And that was part of the development process, again, was to create something that was versatile enough that could handle a mile and 5K, but also be able to tolerate that up to a marathon, right? And so it's called the Speed Elite because it was tailored to the Elite, but I think a lot of people will be surprised 
how well they can do in it. And I think the thing that's going to be scariest for people is that it does look, it looks fast, it looks aggressive. And then when you put it on, like this is kind of close to the ground, right? That plate's a little stiff. Um, and then it's super light, right? So that might be a little concerning for people who had, you know, previously like, oh my gosh, you can only be fast running racing fast. That's not the case. I think there's enough features here. There's enough things that will support the foot. There's enough um, facilitation from the carbon fiber plate and enough from the hyper. They think a lot of people will be able to wear it. Um, it's just, it's a different type of shoe than something like the Vaporfly. It's a very different feel. Let's talk about the H plate. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the plate. You first though, you have a, you're gonna add to that? Oh yeah, I'll make it short. Uh, I mean, the versatility is great. Uh, the ability to play with pace is great. I mean, I got mm -hmm. the thing down to like, I don't even know, I think like 66 second quarters, 67 second quarters on the track. And it felt, it felt great. And that was weird. It's like, why am I running this fast in a marathon flat? And at the same time, you go on a marathon pace, it feels super smooth and fluid and very light off the forefoot. So it's great. Um, what I would say, though, big difference between this and the Vaporfly and the ride of it is this actually does, to me at least, feel like a track spike with cushion. And you like you feel that plate. It feels like a spike plate to me. Yeah. Very, very similar to spike plate. And usually they have like that horseshoe kind of configuration in most plates. And it's not as it's not nearly aggressive as a track spike. So I, I, I want to make sure that's out there. But the the sensation of hitting that 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 rocker and that firm surface and that snappy toe off with that toe spring is there. And so if it's going to have a much more aggressive feel to it but it's going to be a lot more fluid than it initially looks like how Matt was saying. It's like a yeah. fluid aggressive. Super fluid. Yeah. That's again, it'll keep you going. Yeah. You were saying Sweet. comparison. Yeah. Or just let's talk about the, let's talk about the H plate. Right. And the, that plate kind of what, what talk a little bit more about the design and, and why, why it was put in that way versus the full length. <laughs> The cool thing about this design is that because it's not full length, right, it allows you to cut down some of the weight that inherently carbon fiber is super light, but the more material you add, the, the, the heavier it is, obviously. And then the way it's spread out is because you can see the plates um, on either side, right? It provides more stability too. So, and that's it, it, the, the EVA encapsulation was also added for that. So like this, this is the closest thing I've come to feeling like a stability racing shoe, not in a bad way. Yeah. Do not respond well to, to uh, stability in the fork, to if stability at all. But like, this is one of the most stable rides from the midfoot forward yeah. ever experienced. And I think the the plate design allows it to do that because it extends out from beyond the foot. Doesn't feel bad at all. Turning is fine. Um, yep. but it's super stable, and it will keep you locked in for miles. And I think that's how I've been able to run marathons in these. Um, another thing about the design, again, because it isn't full length, it is still stiff. I cannot imagine what a full length carbon fiber plate would feel like in this thing because it would be so yeah. it's already stiff enough as it is but it just it still gives it just a hair enough of being able to toe off naturally without being as thick and as aggressive as um as a uh, as something like the vaporfly like my my example and this is only testimonial remember that i have done a little bit of work for sketchers 
Uh, the Masters athletes that I work with, which is kind of my, my primary specialty when it comes to runners, um, I've had a lot of older runners have trouble with the Vaporfly um, because the way the plate goes puts a ton of pressure through their metatarsals because it's so thick and it's, com it's the stiffness of the plate, com plate combined with such a soft ride that I've had a lot of people have trouble is going to the point as far as having stress fractures. Um, whereas none of the masters athletes that I've worked with that have, that have used it should have had that issue. And I've had both that have used both and they prefer, um, the speed elite because most of them are doing 10 K anyway, but just saying like the, the, the toe off and the stability is just, it's really good in this shoe and it just allows you yeah. to like fatigue resistance and keep a good roll through for a long distance of time or even when you're running fast. So it's a unique thing. It's, um, it's different right now since everybody, most people are using full length carbon fiber plates. Um, but this is something I very like with that design because it extended out far because none of the other, other companies, I don't, you can't see the plate. It's in the sole rather than being extended to the out. So it allows it some unique properties. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, anecdotally during my half marathon that I was racing mile 11, I just remember feeling the shoe really giving some stability that I needed. I was getting tired. Yeah. Um, but before mile, I think before mile 11, what I loved about this, uh, racing shoe in comparison to some of the other higher stack ones that I've been testing now. Um, I just felt like you could really get into a rhythm and really feel like you were, you were putting in the effort with this, but it was, it was helping, but it, you felt like you were, you were racing and it didn't feel like it was this like hidden speed. You felt, you felt the movement um, with the shoe, which I think is really fun. Um, but it's just incredibly smooth and the transition from the full hyper heel. I think that's, I'm so glad they did. For, for me as a heel striker, the full hyper heel makes it feel like the softest landing you'll have from mile one and then mile 15 felt awesome and then you go to this you transition to a, a really good durometer you know firmness through that forefoot and you just you roll right off so i i really appreciate the ride it was so smooth um this will be this like through this year this will be if i'm not having to test things it'll be my like 5k 10k half marathon racing shoe for sure um <clears throat> so good stuff David, what do you think? Since you've now been, you've gotten a chance to run also in the Vaporfly as well. I know Nathan, you're running in the Socket Endorphin Pro, so that's been, and then uh, yeah. Dave, have a pair of mine in just a second. But what do you think compared to the like Vaporfly and some of the other super shoes out there? Yeah, I, to kind of piggyback off of what Nathan was saying about this, I was doing a 10 mile tempo, I think somewhere in the ballpark, right around 540 pace, I think, and I felt about seven miles in the. I was going through like a little bit of a roly poly where I was, I went like up for like three ish and kind of gradual up, gradual down, making a turn and then kind of going through a little bit of this. And so normally when you're that late into it, it kind of feels like you're getting beat up because you're going up and down, up and down. Yeah. And um, I just remember feeling like, I remember having this exact thought that I don't think this shoe is an unfair advantage, but this shoe is an amazing shoe because of that momentum. It's like, it's, you can feel the work, like you said, you can feel that, that whole transition and that, pro, that propelling of the shoe, it's all noticeable. It's not like this thing is just cannonballing you. Um, but at the same time, it's making it very smooth and very efficient in a way that you can push it. 
And if you need to back off, you can back off too, which is kind of nice. Um, as far as the vapor fly goes, I mentioned when we were talking about the endorphin speed in the last round table, it's like a little trampoline. And I can definitely see how you could get metatarsal issues down the road if you're not used to a shoe like that because yeah. you like sink into this thing and it's so plush, but that four foot plate or the, the plate is so rigid that it's like you're almost like smashing into this thing. And if you're not already bouncing off of it, it's gonna bounce you, you back in some ways. So uh, yeah, just to compare the two, one's very plush with a massive rebound. And this one is not nearly as plush, but it's plush enough. And it's very smooth and gets that cadence rolling very quickly. So yeah, awesome. So one last quick thing that I think we all felt um, when we put the shoe on for the first time was the lateral winglet. Like I felt it on my first like mile and then it was, and I was like, dang it, this is, this stinks, you know, like I, I can feel this and then it was gone and I never felt it again. And I think we all had the same experience. Don't freak out if you feel the winglet right away. <clears throat> It'll go away. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. But... Now it's time for our, if this shoe were a blank, what it would be. Um, this question was submitted by Michael Sinniff, and his suggestion was to ask the question, if this shoe were a pizza, what would it be? So we're comparing to the Speed Elite to a pizza. What do you guys got? I actually just changed my answer as we were talking to it. I was thinking about it, and now I changed it. But you guys should go first. All right, David, you okay. go you're, you're always going to go last in every episode. I can already call this. Still figuring it out, to be honest. Um, okay, so base, I figured this one out during lunch because I was craving pizza and I was trying to think of pizza. Um, so Skechers is HQ'd out here in Southern California, so I decided let's keep it a California vibe. Uh, so I'm going to go with California Pizza Kitchen as the place. Now, uh, on the actual menu, I'm going to go with the original barbecue flavor of the California Pizza Kitchen uh. menu. And here's why. It's like you get this California vibe to it. It's very lively, very springy, but there's also some like old rooted American <laughs> racing in there, also known as, you know, some barbecue chicken. So <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like that works if we're gonna compare a shoe to a piece of pizza. Does it have corn on it? You know some some barbecue pieces have corn. Does this I one have corn? I don't think it has corn. I don't think so. No corn. I think I have a picture of it. Actually, let me see. Right. Oh, you, okay. You're not you're not modifying it from the actual California Pizza Kitchen barbecue chicken pizza. Original barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah. So we got barbecue sauce, smoked gouda, however you say that, red onions, and fresh cilantro. No, no corn. No All corn. Right. That's because it's just a midfoot forward plate if it if it had corn it would have been a full length plate i think and a little thing of bourbon next to it no yeah. <laughs> matt are you ready or do you want me to go why'd you go 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, my inspiration for my pizza based on the Speed Elite was off the fact that the stack of this compared to the other kind of super shoe type racers is lower. So I'm going with uh, a classic thin crust pizza. I'm going to do it from, I'm going to shout out to Matero's Pizza in Polonia, Wisconsin. Um, and the reason I'm choosing them is because one of the best parts about their thin crust pizza is their crust, um, not necessarily the toppings. And that's kind of what I give the hyperburst. Like the hyperburst is like this really good quality, the, 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 the meat of the shoe, well, that maybe that's confusing to say it's the meat of the shoe. The heart of the shoe <laughs> is the hyperburst, and that's what the, the thin crust pizza, the, their best part, I love their, their crust. It tastes the best. And then I'm not going to put a lot on it. I'm just going to put a three-cheese blend and um, a couple veggies because I don't want to weigh it down too much. It's a super light shoe with a good crust, so it's got a good, a good hyperburst got a little bit of you know the, the three cheese gives it that little bit of toe off spring um that's my answer thin crust pizza lightweight not a lot of stuff you can throw some veggies on there because those won't add weight all right mine again echoes david so i'm, I'm not referencing california peachy kitchen because this is different this shoe and this is a favorite of mine right is is reminds me of the california style pizza which is a thin thin crust pizza Right, so again, among the super shoes, this is one of the lower stack ones. To thin crust, it's still really good. It's got a lot of flavor. It typically has like avocado, egg, bacon, good veggies, and I love veggies and get that stuff on there. Um, so it's a thin crust, but still packs a ton of flavor. And so that's, I would say this reminds me of California pizza um, style, and also because it's a California shoe. Love it. Who puts veggie on pizza? What? <laughs> it's a pizza. If you're eating a pizza, I'm not trying to be healthy. <laughs> About that, like, well, David, on there. ultimately, David, your opinion doesn't matter because you're wearing a cowboy shirt. So yeah. we can just discount anything that you say today. Don't make me bring that rodent of a possum into this. A rodent, a rodent of a mascot. Focus. <laughs> That's what I think of the Wisconsin Badgers for all, my, all the viewers out there. We're talking running shoes. Oh, hold on. You, you can't go comparing NFL to, to the NCAA. We're recording. Uh, it's fine. Wait the Badgers are awesome. National championships, but they got my heart. That's where I went to school. We'll come back to that later. Anyway, those oh, are our thoughts. Episode. <laughs> we'll close it off here, guys. That, th right. These are our thoughts on the art and science behind putting the Skechers Go Run Speed Elite on our feet. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our channel uh, if you like what we're sharing, or please share suggestions on how we can make these conversations better. We'll keep posting our upcoming episodes on our media outlets on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to ask questions about the shoes or you know want to request a certain shoe that we do a roundtable for, please reach out to us. Um, our goal is just to help people out. So feel free to check out our website too at doctorsofrunning.com for all of our reviews, our articles on uh, footwear science, injury prevention, and rehabilitation. And this was fun. Go Pack Go on Wisconsin. Go Sketchers Go. <laughs> <laughs>